All right. Thank you for joining us. This is Tim Travis, uh, CEO of TNT Capital Management, and you are watching the Dynamic Investing Podcast, watching or listening. Either one's fine. All right. And so today we have a fun episode. We're going to talk about strategies to build wealth, a template to create wealth. And I want you to know that you don't have to come from money. You don't have to, you know, be a doctor or a lawyer making $500,000 a year to create real, real wealth, sound financial discipline, smart decision making, uh, you know, reasonable spending habits, smart saving habits. That'll get you there. Uh, you know, especially the earlier you start, the better. So let's go ahead and, and let's get started with uh, the first the first strategy. So the first one seems simple enough. And it's, it's make more money. All right. So so if you're watching this, I assume you have a nine to five, perhaps you're retired and and that's perfect. And, and so so what what I recommend to most clients, if they can, is have some type of side gig. It could be something I have a neighbor that that uh, bakes beautiful cakes and sells them in our community. We have a large uh, uh, community, homeowners community, and it's incredibly popular, popular, excuse me. And I know a lot of people that do charcuterie boards or, or, you know, if you've, if you're retired, you know, perhaps you're doing consulting, uh, both my dad and my, my father-in-law, you know, they've done that for years and it's a great avenue. So not only are you bringing in additional revenue, you're staying active, right? So your brain's working. A lot of people get bored in retirement. You know, if uh, they get tired of golfing a lot and, and maybe that's not you, but, but, but financially it can pay legitimate dividends to have that side gig. Uh, you know, an, another, another option is, is maybe, maybe you you open up a store on, on Amazon or something like that, where you're bringing in goods from, from a, a you know, like a Alibaba or something like that, and then selling them, you know, in the United States, obviously you want to do everything legal, no counterfeit goods or anything like that. So you got to be careful. But what, what having a side gig is going to do is also enable you to make retirement contributions, right? So you, maybe you could do a SEP IRA or, or a simple IRA or, or a solo 401k. And so that's going to allow you to save a lot more on a tax deferred basis. And also, Expenses, home office, internet, uh, cell phone, you know, your, your business meetings, you know, these are costs that, that you're going to be able to write off and it's going to save you a lot of money. Uh, so, so man, if, if you can do that, it's huge. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a true story. So when I started TNT Capital Management, I was working at, at another company. I was working for a, a, at a commodities and options uh, company, investment company. And I learned a ton there. I learned a ton about marketing. I learned a ton about uh, different trading styles. And I learned what worked and what didn't work. And, and in my off time, I just consumed all I could on Warren Buffett, Benjamin Graham, Charlie Munger. I, I wanted to see, you know, why these people were so successful. And I, I realized they used a value investment strategy. You know, they opened up their own investment advisory practices. And I thought, you know, why not emulate that? Like, why, why am I going to try to recreate the wheel? These people became billionaires doing this. So, so, you know, so in my spare time, that's what I did. And it changed my life. It opened up all of the doors 
in the world to me, you know, uh, when I did that. And it takes time. It takes effort. A lot of people aren't going to believe in you. But but look, believe in yourself. It doesn't, you know, a lot of businesses don't require a huge amount of capital to start. That's one of them. Um, so so that's a little about, bit about that. But that's the first strategy. Don't worry. They won't all be so long. But I'm passionate about that one. Number two. All right. Spend less money on non-appreciating assets. So, uh, you know, non-appreciating assets, cars, right? You drive off the lot and your car's worth $15,000 less than, than when you bought it, uh, you know, and, and uh, that, that's terrible. So, you know, you don't need to, to impress people with your car. You don't, for me and my wife, we went many, many years having just one car between us and we have two kids. And, and we did it because I could work from home a lot, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, it worked and it saved us a ton of money and it allowed us to invest that savings. Now, as the kids have gotten older, uh, you know, they go to school and, and, and they're in sports and stuff. And so we had to get another car. And so, and that's fine. And, and look, your, your situation, you might need multiple cars uh, right away, but, but think about it. Like a lot of people now, you know, they don't even think, can I get by with, with only one car? That sort of thing. And it saves you a lot of money because cars are, are depreciating assets. Uh, other ones, you know, purses, designer purses, expensive clothes. And don't think I didn't fall for a lot of these mistakes. I did, you know, uh, uh, and it was stupid. And it, 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 you know, so learn from other people's mistakes. But I, I tell people, get, get your first million dollars. Once you have a million dollars of investable assets, the compounding benefits from that, the, the flexibility that gives you, and it's kind of a goal. It's like, all right, like once you do that, you're probably realistically not going to want to waste money on depreciating assets anyways, but at least then, you know, you've earned it. Uh, so, so that's number two. Number three, invest early and often. Okay. This is huge. Get your kids investing. You know, set up, set up the education accounts for them. Maybe they work for you, you know, maybe they work for you and, and are earning, you know, a, a salary off your side, side hustle. And you're able to make IRA, you know, you're able to help them make IRA contributions. So that's, it's just the, there's a reason why Einstein said that compounding is the eighth wonder of the world. And it's because that money, you know, rule of 72, right? Uh, Every, every, if you're making 12% six years for six years, you're doubling your money. And, and so the earlier you start, the easier it gets and save, save, put away that extra money, put it in an invested account and let it grow and see what happens. And it, it doesn't all happen overnight. Be patient, but the, the, the time in the market is the key. And, and Charlie Munger says that is like, is like the big money's made in the waiting. And a lot of people, they, they're trying to go in and out. They're trying to do all these things, but, but you want to wait. You want to let your investments grow, be patient, and that'll pay off enormously for you. So that's a key rule. Rule number four is kind of the inverse of number two. Buy appreciating assets. Okay, appreciating assets. What am I talking about? Stocks. Stocks are fractional shares of a business, right? And so, and so, you know, if you're buying good companies, you've got competent management, good, good business models, right? Coca-Cola, heck of a business model, uh, you know, and, and, and obviously things like valuation and stuff like that matter. They matter immensely. 
but but you're buying you're buying stocks that that you know the management team's working to grow they they grow over time you know there's inflationary impacts all this sort of thing uh so that's one real estate another great one you know real estate if you buy a multifamily property you're expecting to generate cash flows not just for years but for decades from that property that's huge you know and then and then you know uh you have the inflationary impacts there as well and 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 so so these are the types of assets that just are enormously valuable and if you think about many people their best investment they ever make is their home and and I'll tell you why it's not because real estate's the best investment I don't think it is it's good but but it's because they're forced to save and invest in their home you know they have to make those mortgage payments they they can't spend that money frivolously right and so and so they're in the market for decades for their home often and so it it comes up and and it becomes this amazing asset right uh, and so, and so that is what you want to think about. You want to buy these and be patient. All right. So uh, the next one, let's talk about another one. This, this one, uh, it seems pretty common sense. And a lot of these are the best financial advice is usually, usually common sense. So do everything you can to not get divorced. Okay. Because, because one of the things Charlie Munger said, he, he says, always invert, right? Find out how you can blow yourself up financially and don't do that. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, if, if someone tells you where you're going to die, just avoid that place. Right. Um, and, and look, I'm just talking financially. I'm not talking about any other aspect of it. My parents got divorced when I was in high school. So I, I lived it and, and it doesn't mean a lot of people get married and remarried and they have great lives and that's fine, you know, but just financially, anyone would tell you it, it sets you back a lot. Right, because now you're paying tens of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in legal costs. Maybe you have to sell your home, uh, and and I can tell you horrendous stories of selling at ridiculous prices and, and missing out on all that appreciation. Uh, you know, alimony, you know, child support, all the all this stuff that that happens, and it just it's expensive, and you just have, I mean, a lot. It's great for the attorneys, right? So. You know, do what you can to avoid that. Sometimes it's going to happen. It's not the end of your end of the world whatsoever. You can adjust. That's one of the things we help folks with is, is just you know making adjustments to their lives and and uh, portfolios, etc. Um, but but that's a big one. Number six. This is kind of a fun one. So maximize and optimize your IRA and four hundred one k contributions. What do I mean? All right. So if your company has a match, if you have a 401k and you have a match, definitely contribute up to the max. Okay. So if it's 3%, contribute at least 3%, 4%, whatever, right? That's free money. Now, 401ks could be great, you know, but, but a lot of them, they have kind of high fees. A lot of them have very limited investment options. So you don't necessarily have to invest all of your you know, retirement contributions in a 401k. You can also still set up IRAs. So you're you're subjected to an annual limit of contributions you can make. So you're going to want to talk to your financial advisor or your tax guy about what that is. But don't feel like all of your retirement investing has to be in the 401k. I, I talk to a lot of people in 401ks, 403bs that really don't like the options. And, I, and then I, they show me what their options are. 
and they're not great, you know? Uh, so, so there's flexibility there. Uh, another key strategy is Roth conversions. So, you know, Roth is probably the most powerful investment tool we have other than compounding. It's, 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 you pay taxes, uh, uh upfront. It's, 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 you know, after tax dollars, but that all the growth is tax free and the withdrawals are tax free. So at, as long as you're invested for five years or as long as that money's in there for five years at 59 and a half, you get full control over it. It's huge. I mean, imagine a million, two million, three million dollars in a Roth, uh, you know, IRA in retirement, how great that is. So, so even if you make too much money, I believe in 2023 for a married couple, for instance, uh, if you make 228,000, you can't uh, invest in a Roth straight up. There still are backdoor conversions. So what you can do is, is you can convert, uh, you know, a portion or all of your 401k or, or your, your traditional IRAs into a Roth, and then you're going to have to pay taxes, right? And so uh, what what we talk about this as is is chunking. So let's say you have a fifteen thousand dollar cushion between your current tax rate and a higher tax rate. Well, maybe you chunk, you know, ten, twelve thousand, thirteen thousand dollars of your of your IRA into the Roth IRA, and yes, you're going to have to pay some taxes on that, but you're not going to go to a higher tax rate if you do that correctly and work with your 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 advisors on that. And all of that growth is is going to be tax free. It's huge. So the earlier you start the better, but that doesn't mean it's a bad idea in your 50s or anything like that. So, you know, I mean it's it's not as good, uh but it still can be huge. So, take advantage of that. Uh Roth conversions are 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 fantastic. Uh, you know, so the next one we're going to talk about is estate planning. So when you're young, there's nothing less sexy than estate planning. Like you just don't care or you think it's only for rich people, you know, but the reality is estate planning is essential. So my number one thing on estate planning is the simple stuff. Okay. Are, are your beneficiaries on your accounts correct? Because guess what? There's times when people will, uh, you know, bequeath their, uh, their uh, investment accounts to an ex-wife from 25 years ago that they don't talk to just because they never changed their beneficiary, right? So, so that matters. Insurance, and, you know, insurance is as you get older, I think it becomes more important for everybody. But the earlier you start and the earlier you get your insurance, the more affordable and the, and the better deal it's going to be. So, I mean, I'm I'm in my early 40s. I can't tell you, you know, how many people that that you know, are my age or, 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 or younger than me that have passed away and that have left, you know, uh, families, unfortunately, and it could be a car thing. It could be, you know, some other type of health issue. Uh, but, but, you know, I have two daughters and, and, and a wife and, and, you know, I'm the sole provider for my family and it would be devastating for them if, if I wasn't, you know, taken care of, uh, in that sense with insurance and, and, you know, sound financial discipline, because I mean, you got to pay off a mortgage, all this sort of thing. Right. Um, so so that's key. And, and and you know, the younger you are when you get insurance, the easier and the cheaper it is. There's two different types. There's term, there's whole life. You know, uh, there's you know, we could talk about the pros and cons of both because they are there are pros and cons of both. Uh, there's not a universal, perfect 
uh, solution, but depends on what you want to do. Uh, also, if you're incapacitated, who do you want making decisions on your health and your finances? You know, maybe, maybe your spouse, I mean, is your spouse a gambler? You know, uh, not that there's anything wrong with it, but, but do, do, do you want them managing your assets necessarily? No, you know, or, or a big spender at Louis Vuitton or whatever, maybe, maybe the right person is, you know, uh, your dad or a child or whatever. I mean, whoever it is, uh, you know, your aunt, whatever. Uh, but, but, but the estate planning process makes you, you know, take on these questions and think about things. And what do you want to do? What do you want your legacy to be? You know, charitable contributions. I mean, do you want to give all your money to your kids? If, if you're really wealthy, do you want to give it all to them? Or do you want, you know, is that in their best interest? Uh, you know, because I mean, a lot of people, they inherit wealth and, and they become nightmarish people. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, it's not a benefit. It can be a curse. Maybe you just want to give it to charity. But let's talk about those in estate planning. And so the last one, the last strategy I want to talk about is, is credit cards. Okay. So, so avoid credit card debt like the plague. And I'm not trying to mince words because I mean, this is, this is a killer. You know, rates are 25 to 30% on credit cards. It's devastating. You know, arguably the most successful investor in history is Warren Buffett. And he compounded money at 20% a year. Well, I mean, how could you expect to get ahead if you're paying 25 to 30% on credit card debt? You can't. It's 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 not possible. You're not going to do it. So you got to avoid it. And and it doesn't mean don't use credit cards. I use credit cards for almost every everything I do. But I pay it off. I pay off the balance, you know, every month. And so I'm never paying a penny of interest. And and you know, I understand why people get in credit card debt. It's very easy to get into, you know, maybe you just want to buy a, a cool, you know, Christmas gift for your for your girlfriend or or your your boyfriend or whatever. And and you're maybe maybe you just you 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 feel like you have to do stuff. You you feel like you need to go on that trip. And I'm a big proponent of travel, but not using credit cards and, and paying interest to do it. You can't do that. Uh, you know, it's it's financial suicide in, in many respects. So avoid that, you know, when you pay it off monthly, you're still getting the points. It's going to allow you to, you know, travel more inexpensively. You get free miles, uh, free hotel stays, that sort of thing. Great accountability, but you're not paying interest. You can't. You got to understand there's good debt and there's bad debt. When interest rates were 3% on a mortgage, I personally think people, you know, were making a mistake financially by not having a mortgage, even if you're retired, honestly, in that sense, because, you can do spread income, right? So, so if you're paying 3% on a mortgage, it's pretty easy to make more than that, you know, through investment. So, so in, in my opinion, that's great debt. It's backing real estate, real estate's appreciating over time, you know, doesn't mean you want ton of it. Uh, but, but, you know, credit card debt, you know, auto debt, student loan debt, you have to be very, you have to really think about it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't. I mean, I get it. I financed cars before and I had student loans, but, but you want to know, okay, what's my interest rate? What's my realistic prospects to pay this off? I mean, I have friends that incurred, you know, $250,000, $300,000 in student loan debt for a, a job that paid $60,000 coming out of college. And, and really was not like, it's not like being a doctor or going into finance where that income is going to grow a lot. So, you know, 
that that really concludes uh, the this program in terms of the financial tips. You know, just a little background. Uh, we're financial advisors based out of Orange County, California. We help folks all over the country with uh, you know their investments, their achieve their financial goals. Uh, we can help them with their insurance, wh- whatever is needed. You know, we can help with. And and if you're serious about improving, you know, your financial prospects and 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 you know making some changes and and looking at strategies that can that can help build wealth you know give us a call uh you know schedule an appointment our our website's www.ttvalueinvesting.com and if you found value in this please give us a follow really appreciate it thanks